Welcome to Providence Road. My name is Jeremy. I'm one of the, you have to be paid to me, get some buzzing here with the mic. We're still trying to get used to the, the environment here. But uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm one of the pastors here at Providence Road. We are really, really glad that you're here this morning. Um, it's a really big day for us. It's a big day for us. Uh, a Sunday that we've been looking forward to and been preparing for that goes back to the spring and the summer and a lot of hard work and long days and long nights have been kind of have gone into to getting ready for for this Sunday and we've faced opposition and overcome opposition so we're really happy to be celebrating on this day and obviously I'm talking about the Super Bowl right like that <laughs> that's the big thing about today is the Super Bowl right all, all the effort that no not, no I'm not a I don't have a dog in that fight but anyway we are we are really happy that you're here um, it's been um, kind of, uh, yeah, just a process to get in here, but we're here, and can exhale those of us who have, uh, who have been working hard to make this happen, and so all of you who've had a, had a role to play in this, um, hopefully you are um, feeling um, some joy right now. I have a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll jump in. Uh, first off, uh, if you're guests with us, and we're really, really happy that you're here, underneath the chairs on our new racks, under those chairs, um, not on the floor, in the racks, yeah, yeah, step up. Hand for the racks, there you go. Okay, so um, those same cards as usual under there. Um, there's a tear-off part. If you want more information about the church, tear that off. Put your name and your email on that, and you can drop them um, in our offering boxes that are um, in the uh, back three, kind of these three doors here all have boxes attached to the walls. Uh, drop them in there, and we'll follow up with you. Um, and uh, try to get you connected into community. That's also a way you find out what is happening at the church uh, through our newsletter. So again, yeah, and for those of you who are, who are members, been around a while, that's kind of the new positions of our offering boxes at the, at the three doors, just if you uh, feel led to give in that way. Just some orientation here. Also over here um, is our nursing room. Through these doors, take a quick left. There's a um, mom's and nursing room there. If you need to go in there at any time, um, you'll be able to, to hear everything that's going on in here in there. Um, I think that's it as far as uh, uh, kind of building type stuff. A couple of announcements, events coming up. Um, a week from this Friday, um, the, that would be the 16th, we're having a college uh, worship night. College worship night here in the building, 8 o'clock. Okay, so put that on your calendar. You'll hear more about that um, next week if you, if you forget about it. But the, uh, the 16th, 8 o'clock here at the building. Also, on uh, Sunday the 18th and the 25th, we have our uh, members class, and uh, there's a slide there, 5 to 7 here at the, the building, um, 5 to 7. So if you've been around a little while, uh, want to be interested in becoming a member, um, please attend this class. If you attend the class, it does not mean you have to become a member, but if you want to kind of dig in a little deeper to Providence Road, um, you know, hear more of our story, what we believe, what we value, all those things, Come to these classes. They're two different classes, so the process is two weeks. Um, so please um, come to that if you are interested in becoming a member. There are uh, computers in the back of the room here, um, which is also kind of serving as our temporary connection corner right now. Blake, um, back there, um, he can answer any questions you have about the church, anything that's coming up, but some computers are next to him with sign-up forms out. So if you want to be, uh, want to be, uh, Interested in becoming a member, sign up for that class. We need to know because there will be uh, some food and drink there. So go ahead and, and um, sign up for that and, and child care as well. So we need to know who is coming to that. Uh, let me pray, 
and then we will jump into the sermon today. Father, we thank you for just your grace and your mercy that you've shown us really the last seven and a half years as a church, but especially these last six to nine months that we've really um, taken the step of faith in getting into this space, and we're thankful that it all came together. We're, we're thankful uh, for the body, uh, being the body, and all the hands and effort that went into um, seeing this thing happen. So we're grateful and want to give all glory and honor to you um, for just allowing us uh, to be in a space like this. And we, th- we pray this morning as we look briefly at your word that you would change, change us as a result of spending time in the word this morning. You would change our minds, you would change our hearts, and you would change the way um, we live when we leave this place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is going to be a bit of a shorter sermon today. Um, I'm going to spend about half as much time as normal, and then we're going to jump back in and continue praising and worshiping God through song, um, because it is a day to celebrate. Um, so why are we doing something a little bit different today? Uh, we thought, well, let's do something a little bit different. Let's, let's have a few more worship songs. Um, we'll spend a little bit less time in the Word. And really what we wanted to do is we really wanted to celebrate and take time and just pause. Um, I know for myself, I am not good at celebrating my mind just continues to go towards the future and the next thing, but I think it's important for us just to stop this Sunday and just praise God and thank God for what he has done and what he is doing in, in the present um, and be excited about that. And uh, it's a discipline for me to do that, and so this is a really good morning, I think, just to again, hit pause and, and do that and really just recognize God for who he is and what he has done in the life of Providence Road. And this is biblical. Like all throughout the Bible, you have God telling his people, hey, stop and mark this moment. Mark what I've done for you right now, maybe with a monument, with uh, an Ebenezer, which is like a rock kind of stone formation. So when you pass back by here again, there's something physical to tell the story about my faithfulness and my mercy that has been shown. This is biblical. This happens all throughout the scripture. So that's what we want today to be, like a moment where we kind of put a stake in the ground on February 4th, 2018, and say, thank you, God. This isn't obviously the only thing he's done in the life of the church, but it's a big deal. And and it's a, a step of faith doing this, and a lot of things have had to come together the right way for us to, um, to, to, for this to happen. Um, And I mentioned this last week, and I want us just to, to make sure we know this. The building is not the church. The people all are the church. That's clear. Okay? But buildings are good things if they're used to glorify God. And so we're asking God that he would get glory and receive glory as a result of, of us being in this facility now. God can do what he's going to do without this building. We just pray that God would allow us to be a part of what he is doing Um, by using this facility in some small measure. So we hope and pray that God would use this building to change the city. So I'm just going to spend a few minutes looking back at what God's done, and then a few minutes kind of looking in the present and maybe in the immediate future to where God is taking us. So seven and a half years ago in September, six of us sat around our kitchen table at 926 Miller Avenue in the small little rental house. We had just moved to Norman. It was Nicole and I and the Hilsenfelds, 
and Valencia were included in that six. Chris Valencia, who's leading worship today. Um, so, you know, we were five of the six people sitting there around the table. And as I was reflecting, again, on what God has done, I really wanted to go back, and I was curious, what, what were some of the things we asked God for seven and a half years ago at that space? What were some of the things that we asked God to do um, in our lives and through the lives of, at that time, it was just six people not really knowing where God was going to take us. So I wrote some of the things down. I talked to the Hilgenfelds and Chris and, and my wife, Nicole, and, and so kind of put together some statements. Some people have things written in their journals, so some of these are exact things that were said. Some of the things that we asked God for, that God's uh, continual presence would be with us. So that, like, God wouldn't remove his presence, that we would honor him in such a way that he would be with us, and not only that he would be with us, that we would experience that, we would know um, when he is with us. Um, another one was always know this is his church and not ours. He's building his church, and we should never, ever think that this is our church, and that everything that happens in this church uh, for the good is as a result of God and what he is doing. This is kind of a posture, and attitude. We were just saying, take, it, take this thing where, we, where you want it to go. Big, whatever, where at. What, we didn't know. We just said, take this where you want it to go. We said things like, we don't know what this is supposed to look like, so please show us. Trying to have some dependency there. Give us a wisdom. Um, give, give us wisdom and a spirit of prayer and a dependence upon you to learn to trust you in this, in this season. Um, back seven and a half years ago, we're thinking there were a lot of unknowns. And lastly, and this is something we've always thought about, but uh, it's good to say that we hope to become a church seven and a half years ago that if we ever left or we ever had to close our doors for some reason, that the city would truly miss us. That they'd be like, oh, like we, we miss them. They, they worked hard. They were servants. They, they were about um, being welcoming to people. They, they preached the good news. And so we just want the city to miss us when we leave. And I think the older we get and the longer we're here, I think that is happening. All of these statements really can be summed up, I think, in one idea, and that's this is God's church. We want this church to be God's church, focused on Jesus, and everything we do empowered by his spirit. That's our desire. That's what we've always longed for. That's what we want even to continue into the future. And you may think that this sounds pretty obvious. Like, this is what uh, all churches are about, these things, right? And, and I think ideally, yes, but there's a book in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians, this, this uh, leader in the other church, the Apostle Paul, writes this book, writes this letter to this church. This church is a mess. They have division, there's strife, they're doing all sorts of things wrong, which is pretty much the whole letter. First Corinthians is just kind of going thing after thing that they, he's correcting them on. But early on in this letter, he, he really gets after them for not being unified. And what's, not, what's, what's um, creating disunity among them is there's different factions in this church. Like some, somebody in the church are following um, Apollos, who was another early church leader. Some people were saying, I follow Paul. So there's there just a lot of, they thought the church was built on these leaders, and they were following these leaders, and that's what made them a church. And Paul corrects them. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 7. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. 
So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth. Okay, so we wanted to create this environment. Paul's basically saying, like, God's the one bringing the growth. We can do some things in the environment to maybe hope and pray that God does that. And, and that's the same thing things we've tried to do. We've tried to create an environment where God would move and God would work. We did things that kind of equate in this analogy to planting and watering. Uh, we did a lot of those things. Um, and I, those things I read a minute ago kind of attest to that. But we strive to be a church that wasn't built on a personality from day one, um, having Blake and Shanae and my wife and Chris all there. And from day one, we never, ever wanted to be, to, to, I didn't want to just be the main guy whenever we planted this thing. We wanted, when people came in, we wanted people to see us as a, as, a, as a team. And that's the way I wanted the church to be planted, as a team. And I think we've tried to do that, and I feel like we've done that pretty well. We didn't want to plant a church based off a brand. We didn't want to build a, uh, plant a church based off a gathering. Just, hey, let's get a bunch of people together and call it a church. It's pretty easy to gather people for, for things. I mean, there's lots of large gatherings of people. But we wanted it to be a biblical church built on God's glory and make Jesus as central. And trust that God would grow the church in depth and in width. So people in Providence Road would grow deeper in the relationship with Christ, and we would, that he would add to our number, that he would, we would see more people come into his kingdom as a result of the work that we're doing. And this is the main point I wanted to get from this part is that I, I mean, we really did not know what we were doing. Like, it's not like a humble brag thing where I'm like kind of giving credit to God. If you were here from the beginning and were in some of those meetings, you would say that God has done this in spite of a lot of stuff we've done. And if you know a lot of us, we have weaknesses, we have shortcomings. And so um, that I, I really can truly say that God has done a work here that we didn't expect, and we can't really point to any of our giftedness and say, this is why this thing grew. Starting a church where Jesus is central is a really hard thing. It's hard, and, and, and a bunch of humans can't pull that off. God has to be behind it. And like Paul is saying here in 1 Corinthians, God has to bring the growth. So if he's the one that brings the growth, and we see what's here today, we better give him glory. We better give him honor, and we shouldn't try to steal that from him. And so today is about giving God glory and honor. So a couple of quick things about maybe what God's doing now moving forward. Um, when we did this missional move campaign, there's a slide here, we really had three things that all line up with the vision and mission we've had for seven and a half years. But we wanted to give um, the people of Providence Road three handles to, to think about and to pray over and work towards. They were plant the gospel, equip the church, and love the city. And that order is intentional, and we start with plant the gospel, and that's obviously the good news of the gospel is the seed, but we planted it so that once that good news takes root and it starts to impact, things start growing. People start growing in the relationship with Jesus. Things start happening in the church through the people that are growing as a result of the gospel through the Holy Spirit. So those things begin to happen as we plant the gospel. One of the passages that for the last year has really been on the front of my mind and I've been praying through and thinking about and reading a lot is Ephesians 3. It's Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. And we're just going to walk through this really quickly because I think it hits these three things really well. 
And it's a passage that I pray that all of us would go home and read and think about. Because I think what Paul is saying here, and it's, it's a prayer. It's Paul praying for the church at Ephesus. And he's saying, here's what I'm praying God to do in your life. Um, so he's, he's asking God, in a sense, to, 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 that the gospel would take root in our hearts so that we, may, uh, we, we do the work of the ministry, which, he'll, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll see. So let's look at Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. So he starts with God here. And it's good theology. He starts with God, who God is. It's where we all come from. We're all part of his family. Okay? In verse 16 that according to the riches of his glory, and the, the apex of the riches of his glory is the gospel. It is Jesus. That he may grant, according to those things, that he may grant you or us to be strengthened with power through his spirit in our inner being. Okay, so that inner being language, Paul doesn't use that a lot, but he's trying to get deep down. He's trying to, to show us that transformation happens from the inside out. Something happens inside of us and we begin to look different on the outside, strengthened with power, how? Through his spirit. So he's given us his spirit, and it's because of his spirit we're strengthened with power. It's in our inner being that we're strengthened with power. And then the, 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 the next uh, verse 17 here says, so that. So the purpose of being strengthened in our inner being is so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I actually think that's another way of just saying planting the gospel that Christ may dwell in our hearts, live, take up residence in our hearts through faith, which is how we come to know Jesus, is through faith. Here's another purpose, little statement here, that you, so that, you're being rooted and grounded in love. So if, if, if one, of my, one of the things that we should pray for one another is that we would all be rooted and grounded in, in God's love for us in the gospel. Like, that would take care of a lot of our issues if we knew in our inner being that we, that we were loved by Jesus through faith. It would take care of a lot if that was to happen. And he really turns here, Paul, in verse 18, he starts to talk about okay, being rooted and grounded in the love of Christ that, ha that, that Christ has for us in the gospel. Things change. Listen to this. So that you may have strength. So it takes strength to comprehend with all the saints or the church what is the breadth and length and height and depth? So he's using these spatial words for us to, to understand what's going on here. He's wanting us to worship. It's like when I tell Jax, he's my son, he's two, I say, how much does daddy love you? He loves you this much. Like I'm trying to like communicate in a two-year-old's language something that's big. So I do like this motion. This is what Paul's trying to do here. Breadth and height. In depth, like everything that you can cover in a spatial description, Paul gives it here. He wants us to understand what's happening when the gospel takes root in our lives. So, verse 19, and to know the love of Christ, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Interesting phrase there, using knowledge twice. To know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, like it surpasses our just normal human logical capacities to understand the love of Christ, which is why he, he's already pointed to the Spirit here at the beginning of the passage. This is all happening through the Spirit. The, through, the Spirit is making us aware of this. And again, another so that, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You think about that. Being filled with all 
A-L-L, all the fullness of God. That's what we have when we're in Christ. That's what happens when the gospel is planted in our lives. And so as a church, we will always be about the gospel being planted as a community and in each other's hearts because things will start to happen. Ministry will start to happen if the gospel is planted. Okay, so the first thing we talked about was plant the gospel. And some of the ways we try to do this, this is kind of values time, just kind of sharing with you guys just so you remember. We want Jesus to be the center. We preach the Bible, preach and teach the Bible, the whole counsel of God's word. We want to preach, you know, through books of the Bible. We want all of you guys here to have different pieces of the Bible and know different parts of the Bible. Just finished with Romans. Now we're in Genesis and we're going through those books so that you guys would understand the scripture and know the scripture and know who God is. And we want to call people to change, call people who come in to, through the power of the word, change, repent, change from the inside out, change that we would love Christ above everything else, that what, when we think about what we value, what we treasure, what we daydream about, where our minds go when we're not thinking, the things that like we say, this is, that life is not worth living without this thing. We should all, as followers of Jesus, be able to truly say that it's Jesus, like, Jesus is a thing in our lives that's, that's not worth living without. So we want to continue, week after week, call people back to Jesus in that way. So we leave here with our, with our desires changed, with our affections changed. Again, Paul talks about in our inner being, kind of doing that inner work here, that the, the, the scriptures can do that. So we want to continue to preach the scriptures in that way. Those are some of the ways we try to plant the gospel. Now, Listen to what Paul says in the final two verses here. Based off of everything he's just said, he finishes with these two verses. And we've probably heard these before. These are big, like, anthem, like, charge the hill verses. But it's all coming out of planting the gospel. Like, this does, 20 and 21 don't happen without 14 through 19. So let's plant the gospel first, and this begins to happen. Now to him, who is able to do far more abundantly then all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's the prayer. That's what Paul is praying for the church. And that is hopefully what God is going to do in our church. When we talk about equipping the church, we talk about letting people develop their gifts. Letting people develop their gifts. If, if you've been here for like the last five Sundays, I'm, we've, we've had four different guys come up here to preach in the last five Sundays. That's intentional. It's not because we were out of town or something else was going on. Like, that's part of what we want to do. That's part of not having a church that's built on one personality. We want to see other people use their gifts so uh, we can see people grow up in their faith and their gifts, but also be ready to send people out when God feels is calling us to plant a church. That's starting to happen more with worship leading. Other people besides Chris uh, are starting to lead. We sent out our first church plant this year. Okay, we want to do more of that, a lot more of that. If we could do one of those every year, I, that would thrill me. We're not quite there yet, but that's where we want to get to quick. Uh, we want to see people live out their faith in the everyday stuff of life. Like when you live here, when you go to work, when you're hanging out at your house, when you're in your house, when you're amongst your friends, like what does the gospel look like lived out in those contexts? Not for an hour and a half on a Sunday. This is important, but all those other hours of the week are just as important. So we want to equip you to, to live your faith out in the gospel, out in the everyday stuff of life. Um, and kind of on the equip the church piece, um, we know that Norman's a transient city, especially with college students. 
here for two, three, four, maybe five years, and a lot of you will be gone from Norman. So we, instead of fighting that, which we're going to fight that, we're going to try to hold on <laughs> to you guys, but a lot of you guys are going to leave, those of you college students. Um, and so why not send you guys? Send you, equip you while you're here, and send you out to wherever God is calling you to go to be missionaries in that context. We've already had so many people who were leaders in Providence Road move for jobs or do other things, and now they're leaders in their church, they're leading small groups, they're in elder processes, and that like brings me so much joy to know that, and when we talk to them, to point back that, yeah, that's, I got on this pathway at Providence Road. Now, I switched churches, but I just stayed right on that pathway because that's what, um, that's how we were equipped at Providence Road. That, I, I love that, so if we're gonna lose people, I don't want to lose people. I want to send people. That's our, that's our heartbeat. And lastly, love the city. Um, this location is important. It wasn't, hey, we're just looking for any kind of building that fits us. Like There were other buildings out there that weren't necessarily in the center of the city that we looked at. But we just came back to being in the heart of Norman. But there's a reason why a courthouse is our neighbor and different, part, different government buildings. Like They put things with influence in, their city, in the center of the city. So it's, people know where they're at, they're easy to get to. So we want to be in the center of the city. Campus is a, a half a mile from us. It's in the center of the city. And so we wanted all, for seven and a half years, we wanted to be in this area of Norman. And God gave us a chance to get in this building. And so again, another praise and glory to him because we couldn't have put a, a pin in the map at a better spot than God gave us this building. But location is important to our vision. We want to be good neighbors. And there's a lot of people around here that um, we want to love and serve and become friends with. And we pray that this would kind of be the thing that, again, not everything's going to happen here. But equipping will happen here to send out, and we hope that this is the place that the pebble is dropped and the waves and the ripples will reverberate throughout Norman and, and beyond. So plant the gospel, equip the church, love the city. This is, this is what... Um, the building is about, this is what we're about as a church, this is our heartbeat, and I think like Paul, this is what we're praying and, and asking God to do in us. As a good father who wants to give good gifts to his kids, who want to be about the father's business, who want the father to take us along in whatever he desires to do in this city. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for uh, clarity and vision that you've given leadership here. Um, I thank you for your word that when we start out to plant a church seven and a half years ago, we don't have to wonder what you want it to look like. We don't have to guess what you want the main things to be about in the church. Um, you give us that in your word. And now it's up to us just to be faithful to what is laid out in your scriptures. And we feel like you've given us clarity and what we're to be about as a church. So I ask that you would help us because we still don't know what we're doing. This building in no way um, makes us have to think that we've arrived at anything. We're thankful that you're doing a work in us though. And we trust that you're going to continue to do the work and you're going to continue to bear fruit through us because we're your people. And you love us. And I pray that that would happen for, for, uh, for everyone in this, in this room right now, um, not just leaders, um, but everyone in this room would feel um, the gospel taking root 
in our lives, and as a result of that, you would use us to, to change people's lives and change the city. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.